Hello and welcome to the Native and the Transplant. I'm your native, Alex Johnson. And I'm your transplant, Jen Bryant. Jen, another week down, another episode in. Yeah. Yeah, you're way too excited for this episode, so. I am super pumped for this episode. (laughs) This is one of my favorite times of year, so yes, I am. This should be a good one. But before we dive into the main story, which is going to be GISH, and you'll have to wait to figure out what GISH stands for, um, we're going to dive in uh, dealing with Lita. Are you familiar with it? Uh, A little bit. Not a whole lot, but yes, a little bit. We're just going through the acronyms on this show. We figured we might just throw everything out there. Uh, Lita, we're going to do a little bit of a a mid-year recap on some of the episodes that we've done. And then, you know, what's on everybody's mind is we're going to talk about the economy. Just for a little bit, though, because it's kind of (laughs) nauseating, honestly. Yeah, we don't want to be too doom and gloom, but this one's an uplifting one. At least it's going to end on a high note. So that's what you have to look forward to. So, but first and foremost, let's go ahead and dive in to Lita. So, and if you aren't familiar with Lita, Lita is the Larmer Emergency Telephone Authority. And so even last night I was at uh, the Berthed Trustee meeting and they did a full presentation for about 30 minutes on everything that's going on with 911. So it's something that everybody thinks of when, you know, stuff's going sideways and you need to make that call. Um, but not a lot of people have actually dived into what's going on behind the scenes. Right, right. So in Lita, so the, the Lammer Emergency Telephone Authority, they're actually a, um, an entity that works with about 30 different agencies all in Lammer County. And so, you know, from, you know, the Sheriff's Department to the LPD mm-hmm. to Fort Collins PD, um, everywhere in all of that. So, but what was fascinating to me is some of the stuff that they have coming out and some of the technology that a lot of people aren't even aware of that they have. Right. One of the things um, to point out with Lita is that they are actually the organization that if something is going on directly in your neighborhood and it poses a threat to anybody, if you're registered with them, they are going to text you and tell you to shelter in place or, you know, not answer your doors, watch for a certain intersection, all of those things to keep the public safe from police activity and from criminal activity that may be going on. So it it is a pretty useful service. I, I signed up a long time ago. So, and really what you're talking about now is they kind of rebranded it uh, during 2020. It's NoCo Alert. Oh, yeah, so yeah. if you go to nocoalert.org and they do have, it's 888-777. You can also text them to get, it's an opt-in function. So that way, when we had the fires that were going on, anything of that sort, you're able to actually get text alerts, but it's so much more than that. And I was fascinated when I was listening to everything last night about it because I knew a decent amount and I still knew nothing compared to what is actually available. Yeah. So of the, just the multi layers that they have as far as the technology to be able to alert the populace if there is a, a wildfire, if there's an active, active shooter situation, if there's anything going on, um, within a certain vicinity, they can actually ping it and, and shoot it directly out to your text. I'm sure that you've had that happen. Well, it's, it's based off of a cell tower. And so if there's a certain cell tower within that area, like when we had the, the fire, whether it was the Marshall fire or any of the fires that we've had in recent memory, they were able to pinpoint the cell towers of those areas and then actually just shoot it out. So if you were in range, if your cell phone was in range, you got those alerts. But they have some new technology that's coming out, and it's it's beta tested, and it's in what they call is a soft open phase right now, but goes live on August 1st, which is video, 911 video. And it's not what you think. No. So if you happen to call in to 911 and one of the, the first tests that they did was actually it was a, um, a, it was a hiker that had gotten lost. And so they sent him a text message that it opted in and they were able to turn on his camera. And whether it's a rear facing or front facing, they can actually toggle in between those to be able to, to shoot out and actually see exactly where he was so they could triangulate as well as with the GPS coordinates, his exact location. So they were able to find him and rescue him. But this is some interesting technology because if you're in, say, God forbid, an active shooter situation, you're able to text 911, get the link. Start your your camera. They're able to start the camera, and then they actually can send and black out your screen on your cell phone so it doesn't even look like you're live streaming. And they can uh, connect with 
law enforcement on the ground. They can connect with EMTs and be able to, to take a look at all of that. And the nice part about it is they, they have been working on the security aspect where none of that is recorded on your phone. It's only through the 911 system that they do have full access and you can do core requests as well. Which that's something we're familiar with. Oh, most certainly, yeah. <laughs> I, I I would say my very first question about that was, um, is that something that would be admissible in court? Is that something they can use to help? Absolutely, convict somebody that has you know has committed a violent crime. And one of the first things I thought about was like the domestic violence situations. That if you need somebody to come and help you, and you're in a situation where it's very bad and you cannot get out of it, if you're able to do that that person would not know that you are doing that Yeah, and it would be very quick. The other question though, that I immediately had was, is that something they could do without your permission? No, no. And that's the way this is set up is it's strictly an opt in. So they send a text message, they send a link to you Mm -hmm. and you have to opt in. You have to accept it before they can essentially take over the camera function on your phone to be able to live stream it, but then also to be able to, uh, grab photos off of it, anything along those lines. Well, and I, I appreciate that. I mean, I think that there's a lot of areas that that would be very, very helpful in. I do also think that it could be dangerous in the sense that, you know, if somebody were to find out that you were doing that, the, the second place that my head went with that was like, say in a trafficking situation, the first thing that person is going to do is take your phone away from you. So while it's good that it's out there, I, you know, it, but it is a pretty cool function, honestly. And, and like you were saying with say a, um, school shooting or something like that, you could triangulate and locate where somebody was in the building and know exactly what's happening. So you know how to approach and that's a big deal. You know, I, I think with as many active shootings and all kinds of threats that we've had across the country, just in the last 30 days, it would be very, very helpful to have in place. Well, and just with the increased crime that we've had as of late with exactly what you're talking about, just having that other capability of being able to get eyes on the ground Mm -hmm. and in a manner that's not a rogue reporting. Right. Not somebody's telling you on the phone what's happening, but their perspective is going to be different than somebody across the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually think it's, it should be a really good thing. Um, you know, our law enforcement, uh, truly I think is fighting a, a a pretty rough battle in a lot of situations. And so if we could empower them maybe to be able to approach safer, that might actually benefit all of us. Yeah. So, So, and again, this goes live as far as uh, it's technically live right now, but it goes live. They're doing the soft kind of testing Mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff with it. It goes live on August 1st. And then if you have not signed up for NOCO alerts, I highly encourage you to opt in and to be able to get those alerts. Again, they, are able to just um, ping you if something's going on. It allows a lot easier uh, access to information than trying to scroll through Facebook or social media or anything of that sort where you're able to just get a text message. And they even are tied into the weather uh, weather apps. Oh, yeah. So And they can send you an alert that way as well. Yep. I, I mean, I if you're not already signed up for it, it's probably a good idea because I, I think it's benefited me, me and my family several times. So. Yeah. I appreciate it. So we're halfway through the year, if you can believe that. I know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's July. Uh, yeah. August, kids going back to school, right around the corner. That's, that's always a good time. Oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get those kids back in school. they got a lot of learning to do. So what have been some of the, the episodes that we've done this year that just kind of stick out in your mind? You know, I really appreciated kind of the forums we did with our sheriff's candidates. Um, it, it, those are always really fun. Uh, I, of course, really liked the whiskey tasting. That was a blast. Um, I don't know. What about you? The one that was most controversial and we got an awful lot of feedback, good and bad on, was uh, Kane when we had Kane on. <laughs> that was oh, an yeah. interesting podcast. Um, it gave us a different perspective on on kind of the goings on and that sort of stuff. Um, that, and then again, with having both sheriff, sheriff candidates in studio, that was the first time that we had had four people in studio. Uh, it was a good time. So there's been some, but it's diving into the topics. And a lot of these topics just seem to be keeping up with top of mind as far as student loans. Yeah. When we dove into student loans and now they're looking at, uh, there's actually a list of, 
student loan forgiveness coming from for-profit universities and some that have gone bankrupt where if you happen to have attended those universities, you're, they have relief on them now. Uh, so you're able to apply for that relief for some student loan forgiveness. Um, we talked about abortion a couple of times. We, even just last week, we're talking about everything that was going on with the Supreme Court and yeah. where we're at now. Well, I think what's cool about the student loan one that we did is we talked about their predatory nature and um, the student loan forgiveness that has happened at this point is directed towards those schools that were really predatory. You know, yeah. like Everest College. I mean, come on. People were not walking out of there with degrees that were going to make them $100,000 a year. They were walking out in an $8 job. So yeah. I think, you know, there's some really good merit to, to that forgiveness. I mean, not everybody's going to agree with that, but it seems like they were targeting the right spots. I'll say that. No. Yeah. So. so, and then we have the good old economy. Oh. <laughs> so one of the things that came out today was a CPI report, which uh, CPI is your consumer pricing index. And that takes a look at all of the normal consumables as far as kind of what you put in a normal basket as far as paper towels, as far as toilet paper, incidentals, that sort of stuff. Um, but CPI does not take into account groceries and it does not take into account fuel costs. And so the number that came out today was 9.1. So the last time, last reported was 8.6 and it's the percentage of inflation within the economy. Yeah. I'm not sure that I believe that number completely anyway, especially <laughs> out with, without those two big hitters in there. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people are pretty frustrated with the reporting. And the fact that it's, I saw multiple reports today um, when I was looking at the market, looking at the overall reactions to the CPI report coming out. And it's been different because people are essentially saying that it's, it's full of dung without cursing <laughs> that it's just full of dung where people are tired of being lied to. Well, I would say that's absolutely the case. It, it, it benefits the government to have a lower number so that people do not panic. But the reality is we are seeing an economy where not just your lower class, your middle class, and even your upper middle class are really starting to struggle. And the thing that's alarming about that is that it, you know, that does really have a true trickle down effect. If your upper middle class cannot spend, the lower classes are not going to benefit. You know, they're not going to be at those businesses that people that, are in the server, server industry or in, you know, uh, kind of like plumbers and things like that. They're not going to be spending money on that because they don't have it. They're trying to feed their kids. Yeah. And so, I mean, you make a valid point, especially when you're dealing with our restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. This is something in Northern Colorado that for the last two years, it, you know, they crucified our, our restaurant industry with COVID, with shutdowns, with everything that has happened. And now we're in a situation where people are deciding, okay, groceries are more expensive. So if I want to feed my family, I'm going to go to the grocery store, go to whether it be King Super, Sam's, Costco, mm -hmm. you name it, but we aren't going to be eating out. Well, that's what always goes first is any, any of those extra expenditures that you would have going out to eat, going to the movies, Anything that you would do that was extra and fun, your family's not going to be doing those things because they really can't afford to. Yeah. And this isn't just hitting the poor. This is hitting, as you said, starting to go into the middle class, especially in northern Colorado, where yeah. most of northern Colorado is fairly middle class, if not upper middle class. And then we do have the, the upper echelon as well. But this is something that is starting right now and is only going to get worse moving forward, where... Even with the 9.1 with the CPI coming out today, it's very possible that the Fed is still going to raise the rates by three quarters of a point. Yeah. And when you're looking at a, a well-qualified borrower looking at a five to 6% interest rate on a, on a 30 year fixed mortgage, if that goes up to seven, that goes up to 8%. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, on a monthly budget, you're looking, instead of a $2,200 a month payment, you're looking at a $3,400 a month payment. Well, and that significantly affects people that aren't even homeowners because those homeowners who are, say, renting out their properties or even, you know, larger rental properties, first of all, the demand is going to increase significantly, and then rent is going to go up, and it's already astronomical here. Yeah. Average rent right in northern Colorado is somewhere right around 1800 a month. 
Yeah, that's not even feasible for somebody that works a, a lower income job. You can have five roommates yeah. so you can eat and pay your rent. So that on top of fuel costs, on top of grocery costs, it, it's incredibly frustrating right now. It is. It is. And, and the thing I think that's even more frustrating is like we're, you know, we're raising kids in this economy and there's so many expenses that people do not realize when you have, even if you're just a single person, but with your family and you start putting all of those costs in there. And now we have a mortgage industry that is not doing well because nobody is refinancing their homes because they can't afford to. Yeah. So then it, it just all kind of becomes doom and gloom. Well, the interesting part about all of this is we just finished up the primary election, and already my phone has blown up. Again, I, I'm a registered independent, and so I get it from both sides um, as far as just the constant text messages and phone calls from all of these candidates that are just asking for money. Yeah, because they gotta pay for <laughs> they gotta pay for that re-election somehow, right? And you look at it, and you take some of these candidates that they have the audacity to call and ask people that are suffering right now for money when they have like um CD2 representative Jonah Goose. He's got over one and a half million dollars in his uh, re-election campaign and yet he's going out and asking people for five, ten, twenty-five dollars, a hundred dollars to help him get re-elected. You just kinda and it's not just and I use him as an example, it's not an attack on him. It's just all of these politicians that have gone through 2020, went through COVID, went through all of this stuff, have destroyed our economy, getting to the point that we're in um, a recession. Yeah. And now they have the audacity to reach out and be like, hey, vote for me again and right. pay me money. Yeah, maybe they should talk to the <laughs> super PACs that can dump money into northern Colorado elections for seemingly no reason. Oh, they already are. No, oh, I know. I, it's, it's really kind of frustrating because I don't I, – you know, it's – are we really being represented by the people who are supposed to be representing us? No. Not at all. No. They're not listening to us at all. So there it is. So I think that's enough doom and gloom for today. I think so too. So let's uh, let's dive in. We've got two guests on the podcast. You're two of my favorite people. Yeah, and I'm going to step away because I, I know these three. I know you, obviously I know <laughs> you and I know the other two as well. And I'm going to let you guys take it away and have a heck of a lot of fun talking about Gish, what the heck so. that is. This is going to be a blast. All right. So the first thing I want to do is I want to introduce our guests um, and we'll ask them the standard questions. So our first guest you already know, and it is one of my best friends on the entire planet, Mary, Alex's wife. And Mary, tell us again, are you a native or a transplant? Well, hello, friends. I am a Loveland, Colorado native. Loveland, Loveland. Born in Colorado. What do you do? Oh, I cut hair down on 4th Street in Loveland. Yeah, she's pretty good. She does all of our hair in the room, so I suppose we can't talk too bad about you. <laughs> I'd hope not, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, and our next guest is actually Steph. Steph, are you a native or a transplant? I would be a native. Um, my family has been in Colorado for, well, I'm the fourth generation Denver-born, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And you have a pretty big family. Yes. All across the country, too. Yes. <laughs> All right. I well, am the second oldest of 25 grandchildren on one side. Wow. That's a lot of kids. I don't know. That makes me tired. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't have that many cousins. <laughs> no, neither do I. I have like 12. Yeah. My mom's family is really big, but I don't have very many cousins. I don't know. Yeah, there it is. All right. So, Gish. Gish. Yay. So I do want to inter introduce Gish just a little bit by giving it kind of the plug. All right. So Gish, what is it, ladies? It is a – it stands for the Greatest International Scavenger Hunt. It used to be Gish Wiz when I started, when I recruited everybody. Um, oh, yeah, we'll talk to... about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, recruited, as in air quotes. Um, <laughs> it used to be greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Okay, so here's how they plug it on gish.com. It's G-I-S-H dot com. So it is embark on a vibrant journey of radical self-discovery through a contest of epic proportions. Your team could win the amazing grand prize. So the amazing grand prizes have been a trip to Scotland with your team, a trip to Iceland with the team, Hawaii, Hawaii, 
Ah, uh, they did New Zealand, right? New Zealand. Did they do Cambodia or was that just one of the fundraisers that we did? I'm not sure. Yeah, it all blends together. I don't know. They've <laughs> been, been all over time. the world. The uh, A trip is generally the grand prize, but there's all sorts of goodies for a runner-up. There are all sorts of goodies. So that we have a, there's a team of, what, 9 to 15 or is it 5 to 15? It's 9 to 15. Okay, because I, I know the that they sort of... Because they, they do little mini hunts throughout the year to pep us up since... We do go through withdrawals for sure. Oh, <laughs> those you know, can be smaller. Yeah, and it was wonderful during COVID when we didn't have anything to do except play on our phones, I guess, and we could all do some stuff from home. So, okay, let's break down what we actually do. <laughs> Should we talk about what our registration does first and like what yes. the main purpose? Of yeah, so is. registration is $25.01, okay? And the, the scavenger hunt actually goes from July 30th to August 6th um, this year. It usually kicks off about 8 a.m., right? 7 or 8 a.m.? It's 7, it's, it's... It's 8 a.m. Pacific time, I think. Yeah, I'll have no, to look. it's 7 a.m. Pacific time. I don't know. We all get together and it's in the have morning. breakfast and <laughs> people have, to have wake mimosas. Up. It's around the world, so other people are kind of upset that they have to get up in the middle of the night. So for Listen, us, it's really not that bad. <laughs> we suffer for our gish. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. so a list of 200 items drops on Saturday, July 30th. Uh and we get excited and overwhelmed. Uh, absolutely. We all uh, sign ourselves up for way too many things because you can assign yourself projects to do. Uh, it's anything from art projects to... Random acts of kindness. To poetry to... The impossible, like sending a balloon up into the stratosphere. To dressing up in costumes and waving and handing out snacks to hikers. Uh, yeah, and then there was one that was shredding a bus or putting giant googly eyes on a tractor or armpit hair on an airplane <laughs> or fighting a zombie in a cornfield. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot one about that fun. one. Uh, All right, but so that let's... one was solving a riddle. We had to solve a oh, riddle before right. we could get to that one. So you don't always have to be artsy. You also just get to you be know, smart, be okay. smart and so brainy. How many years have we done this? This, this is this our sixth year. Sixth, sixth year. year. Yes. Okay, so what I would like to do is I would like Steph to explain <laughs> how it started. <laughs> the little evil giggle. <laughs> yeah, it's there. <laughs> so, um, first of all, this is run by Misha Collins, who is an who was an actor in Supernatural. Yes. Um, my so crush boy. <laughs> Don't worry, Alex knows it's fine. He's well aware. <laughs> So it, um, fan base. So I started watching it, streaming it randomly, and then, um, found out that my cousins, one of, well, a couple of the 25, um, wanted to do this. Like it was an ad on Facebook that they then shared. And I was like, yeah, let's get all of us to do this. And so I am one that's like gung ho tell me we're going to do something. I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it happen. That's why she's not the team captain anymore. It's too stressful for her. She gets a little <laughs> intense. I do. Um, but um, I signed up and um, my cousins did not. So here <laughs> I, I didn't know that part of it. I didn't know your cousins were the ones that got you suckered. Oh, into so here I am. I am a lone person who has signed up for the scavenger hunt and um, they have a deadline. So there is a deadline for signing up for this. I think it's in a couple of weeks. I think we have 10 days left to sign up. Yeah, yeah I think that so. sounds good. That sounds right. Um, however, they always, it's a nice little marketing kitschy catch thing, is that they always give you like 24 hours or three extra days to sign up. So as... I'm like, oh, I'm the only one here. All right, fine. And then, good news, we're extending the registration. So I had, for that one, there was 24 hours. So what happens if you're the only person that has signed up for your team? Well, here, and it happened to us, um, so I'll yeah. say that in just a second. But um, so what happened in the story continuing of how my friends here got roped into this <laughs> Are we Frank? jerks? What we are? <laughs> That's what this is. Well, huh? this is uh, this is a column that I owe at some point one day. It's going to come back to haunt me. 
Um, but I went over to Mary's house. I had Chime. I showed her the videos, basically the recruiting videos. You can find them on gish.com um, and said, hey, you want to do this with me? And so Mary got the heads up and had the moment. She didn't have much time. She yeah, got the I head. did not. <laughs> she got the heads up. Then we both called Jen, mostly me. And I we I tell, tell Jen here um, that just sign up. I'll explain later. So being the good friend that I am. <laughs> <laughs> we also got Kristen, who's the other horseman of the apocalypse, which is what Alex calls the four of us. Uh, with all the love. Because <laughs> we've all been yeah. friends for so long. Uh, and her sister to join. They had no idea what they were doing with us either. No, no. And so we didn't have the full team. Nope. We had six of us. Yeah. So what happens is that you get merged with another team to make a full team. So you could end up with just total random people, wonderful people usually, yeah. that um, you get to have as weirdo friends out there in the world. Right. And so then these teams all come together and they, we get to connect on the gift, GISH app and we all kind of talk to each other and plan. Or sometimes people just pick random stuff out and they start making posts. So should we talk about what we've kind of things we've done? GISH well, montage. Um, my next question says how it's all Steph's fault. <laughs> Well, that, I just answered that, didn't I? <laughs> no, it's, I just wanted it's to make all my sure fault. I that number. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it last, is all my fault. Last year, uh, so I'm going to start out with our, our, our very favorite things that we've done. Oh, we've 100%. taken pictures of all of this uh, funness. I have a wall of shame uh, with 8 by 10 glossies that we've blown up. Uh, my favorite that I did last year was a 4,700-piece uh, pixelated photo of Tom Hiddleston. Out of Skittles and M&M's as Loki. That was His my name favorite. is Tom Skittleton. Yes. Yes. He's in our basement. <laughs> when we uh, when we work out, he stares at us. It's great. Well, so let's, before we talk about our favorite projects, so let's talk about what, so obviously it's the fun of doing this scavenger hunt. And the scavenger hunt does not just entail like finding things. It's all kinds of stuff. We'll get into that. But why would somebody want to pay money to torture themselves for a week? Oh, it's not even torture. This is for yeah. this is for charity kids. Uh we have donated money to have a ballet school in Haiti. Our registration fees have gone to uh children to have prosthetic legs that have been taken by landmines in Laos and Cambodia. Uh we've done malaria nets in oh, yeah, that Africa. Cool. In twenty twenty we actually fed inner city kids. Yeah, over meals. over a million meals, I think, were served. And we've done I, yeah. LGBTQ. The Trevor Project was last year. That one was cool. Um, um, there have been some fluffy ones, too. We did some um, shelter animals and providing. Wasn't last year the, um, was it the Navajo or the, the Canadian? Yes, last year the was the kids. Yep. Yeah, they did a bunch of fundraising for that. Yeah, and I say they, but we did that. And then the other thing is, is okay, there's what your res registration fee goes towards. And then there are several challenges that highlight things that are happening in the country and really bringing light to those things. Or the world, really. Or doing like flash donation stuff. Yeah, the world, really. Um, so this year is um, to actually provide. Now the goal is, and we can all have a good laugh at the goal because we know what Gish does. We blow those goals out of the water. Oh, in like 12 hours. In, in like 12 hours. So the goal is to provide transportation, food, and other life-saving support to get vulnerable people, such as disabled people, out of Ukraine. The goal is 500 people. <laughs> what do you want to bet the number ends up at? Oh, it's going to be higher than that. Um, I know that we were providing wheelchairs to refugees from Ukraine that had already made it into Poland for one of the mini hunts this spring, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I think what's really cool about this whole thing is, well, there, it is a lot of fun for us and, and we come up with these crazy ideas and, you know, put tiaras on cars, you know, just to... Because the car went and robbed a jewelry store. I just have to add context to that. <laughs> Everybody you know. is listening to this going... What are they even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, 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 we're, while we're doing really fun activities that are items that we get points for on this scavenger hunt, we're also really improving our communities. 
And yes, and I think that one of the great things is it just provides a time of feeling like we can actually do something because that's one of the problems with our world right now is that we just feel helpless. And so this is really great to at so many different levels. So one of them is changing a life, which is usually something that Ooh, the um, whole the housing for the veteran they built him a house. Yeah. That's so it's cool. usually that was the for first year that we did one person or a group of people, but it's something that's huge and brings awareness. There are lots of um acts of kindness or protesting or, or adding our voices, but there's also little things like giving socks. I think we've broken so many Guinness world records. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them was the most sock donations in one day. That was our first year, which yeah. is awesome. We how, did, uh, did, how many people usually take part in this, by the way? I think, was it like 12,000 last no, year? No, it was 375,000 now. It's up oh, over. It's, that was the first year, yes. wasn't it? So and it's we're plugging number. here. So you, we're going to get more people, right? You're all going to start joining Gish. Get by the way, together. please, we need a few more people for our own team. If you would like to actually join our team, shoot us a message at the native.thetransplant at gmail.com and I will check the email all week long and I can personally send you an invite. Otherwise, a lot of you have us on Facebook, shoot a message to the Facebook page um, because we would love to have you on our team. So if somebody were to say, if somebody were to say to you, yeah, but I don't bring anything to the team. Oh, you would be surprised. We have learned so many skills. Oh, for real. So many skills. Stop action. Photograph. Oh my gosh. I can totally do stop action videos. Now we've done editing with videos. We've added each year. We can do something new with a video. We can, we've added fart noises to (laughs) Mary rowing a, a blow up kayak on roller skates. Oh my gosh. My favorite one that I, I've done thus far is the Furby operation. Yep. Oh yes. That one yes. was so fun Or the to do. CPR to staying alive was good. That was a blast. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to point out that that doesn't mean that you have to meet up with us on the Saturday of Gish to no, have mimosas and the, muffins. No. You're welcome. That- to join us on any of these activities too. Um, when we form the team, we communicate pretty closely through the app. Um, and, and we try to plan stuff pretty much every night or if we have a full day and Steph, this is a surprise for you. I have the whole week off. That's exciting. I'm trying to get time off. Think, and you well, don't have to take time off. You actually, for our team, we just ask that you do one item. one item. You can do as many as you want, but at least pick one. Well, so let's talk about, oh, and, and I think what's really important too to note is that as we are a pretty cohesive team, but they're, like you said, one item and there's really not a lot of pressure from us to perform perfectly because that's actually the antithesis of the oh, entire point. Fails. Should we talk about fails? Oh man, there have been oh, so many for good fails. Certain. <laughs> what's your favorite fail? Well, I think the, the most epic one that comes to mind is walking on water. Oh man, we tried for the entire week to come up with shoes to walk on water. Okay, but it was that same year that we did the um, paddleboard apostles, right? Yes, that one was Jesus so on fun. the paddleboard. Oh, yes, and we yes. got our kids out and dressed them all like apostles and pulled out every floating device we had, <laughs> put them in the lake. We had but tea towels on our heads. It was great. It just it never turned out the way that we have it in our head, which is totally fine. And that's actually like a creative release like it's not going to be exactly what you want it to be but trying to wrangle all of our children trying to get them to do the same thing at the same time because they are all independent souls and oh, just yeah <laughs> every single one of them has got something to say and um, mine was disappointed that they weren't in the picture the oh, final yeah. product, but it was like, you're way over there. <laughs> I couldn't get you I know. They were all over the place. Uh, Jen's son fell in the water and managed to save <laughs> the crunk cup, <laughs> which, uh, how he saved it off the paddleboard and came up and then struggled to get back on the paddleboard. I saved the cup. My dad's not going to yell at me. <laughs> so Steph, I actually want to go back to something you just said. Mm-hmm. It's a creative release. If yes. it fails. It's, it's a creative release if it succeeds too, but that's the, one of the lessons that Gish teaches you is that 
there's always somebody out there that does it better. <laughs> yeah, every year. Um, but did you succeed? Did you do what, you know, did you learn something? Did you, are you proud of what you created? And for me, that's one of those things that I, I don't often get the ability to be creative. So, or even just the, the imagination to the come up with this The stuff. silliness is exactly. Yeah, the silliness. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, Saturday morning when we start, we're all just kind of, okay, this is going to be fun. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> the giggling. Because we start getting a little... <laughs> goofy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, usually that first night, I, for some odd reason, we sit at Jen's house till midnight because we just can't stop doing stuff. We're well, so excited. Yeah. I mean, it's so much fun. And then, and then Steph will start texting at about seven in the morning on Sunday. What time um, are we all getting together for all of this? I'm sorry. I'm the morning person of this crew. Are the others are decidedly not. <laughs> so I want to talk about a morning activity that you did for Gish one year. Oh, yes. That Mary's still mad at you about. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. So one of them was to do this little video. Now, all of these are uploaded as either videos or pictures, and all the videos have to be 14 seconds because they'd be there forever reviewing them. Yeah. But um, one of them was to get a friend up out of bed and running yeah, at four o'clock in the morning. As a surprise. <laughs> she knew it was coming, but it still didn't help. <laughs> uh, I think the most surprised was the dog. Like, what are you doing here, Auntie? Hi. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to go back to bed. So, uh, yeah, tore down the stairs. Threw on my shoes. I was already in my running gear. Uh, threw on my shoes. Because I don't think I was sleeping in my shoes. No, no. Tore. That took a long time with tying your shoes at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> Alex is like, what's going on? Did Kish, don't worry about it. Uh, Taryn, Taryn asked down the stairs like a goober <laughs> out the block going, damn it, Misha. Uh, the other one that we did really early in the morning wasn't Steph's fault, but she came with me, uh, was, uh, because Alex's, uh, co-rugby captain, well, oh yes, was uh, a CrossFitter at the time, and oh, I remember that. It was yeah. uh, dress up in '80s gear and go do CrossFit right with a soundtrack over the top. Uh, and so, I had a ridiculous leotard and side pony and blue eyeshadow on at six o'clock in the morning. Was the only time that Steve could help us. Um, <laughs> he thought it was great, though. He thought it was great. He showed up in a pair of booty shorts and a Slayer T-shirt. Oh yeah, he was into it. And we, uh, we flipped tires to, uh, Van Halen. <laughs> well, I believe this was your birthday because that then we actually my birthday. We went and had coffee in the eighties gear. Absolutely. And then I jumped on a trampoline in covered in lotion with glitter on the trampoline. Glitter. As one does. Biodegradable glitter, eight pounds of it. <laughs> Cause Where we don't want to hurt find the environment. That? I don't even remember. Oh, I think you can find it online now. Okay. That's so pretty, pretty popular. There's something that we've been doing for, I don't know, uh, six years. But if you were, say, to start your own GISH team right now, what would you do to prepare for the hunt? Hot all, glue. All the hot glue. <laughs> and and burn cream. Because you'd have no <laughs> idea how hot hot glue can be on your fingers. Get a low temp hot glue gun, to be fair, my friends. Yes. yes. <laughs> low temp. What else though? I start hoarding boxes. Yes, cardboard is good. Uh, always a Skittle item. There's always a Skittles item. You need a stormtrooper outfit. There is always a Star Wars stormtrooper outfit. Yes, there is. Or, we have a full well, Kylo Ren outfit, courtesy of this nerd right here. She's pointing at herself. If nobody knew that, because uh, there's no cameras in here. Sorry. Yeah, it's very good that there are no cameras in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um. My favorite activity, the, one of the first things we did actually was that um, cardboard derby race. <gasps> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That brings back so many memories and the, <laughs> the ambulance. And the we had to have an ambulance. We had to have a crash. We had to have an ambulance. We had a champagne bottle finish. Oh yeah, it was we awesome. We dressed our kids in this The kids cardboard. all got to decorate cardboard boxes to look like cars cars and we ran out in the church parking lot across from jen's house and spun out it was an ambulance <laughs> i was ridiculous well you actually bring up a really cool point so if you have young kids this what can they do fun. 
They now have a kid's menu, so they have ones that are completely designed for children. It does not mean adults cannot do them. Please be no, really bring fun. out your inner kid and do them. But they are designed for little kids now, and they are excellent helpers. They are excellent <laughs> props. <laughs> Uh, we fed we fed Jen's daughter a plate full of spaghetti with a huge fan. Oh, Social was, distancing. We were so excited when we got that to work. <laughs> it was so fun too. It was I, the best day throwing spaghetti at Jen's daughter. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, that was a blast. Um, you know, and I think okay. So my garage looks like a crazy person lives there because a lot of times we'll be on that back patio at my house, and I always have those rolling carts with all our art supplies arts and crafts. I still have your sander, by the way. Oh yes, because sanding the coconut. To shine. Yeah. Polishing the coconut. That was what it was. Yeah, I got pretty close on that one. There were some that were a little more epic, but mine looked really cool, I thought. Yeah, I think it's still in the garage. Huh. I don't know. My God. We have we had a ballerina barroom brawl. That um, is one of my favorites because Tommy was in those pictures. Yep, our friend Tommy is no longer on this plane. Yeah, that was so much fun because we said to our friend who owns an establishment downtown, we said, can we stage a bar fight? dressed in full ballerina costumes and he was like right now that sounds awesome so even if you're not on our team what's fun is that we start making phone calls like hey do you have access to um an airplane that i can put underwear or underwear that i can put underarm hair on you remember that one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, one of our friends um, works in the airline industry and was able to get us access to an airplane we could put under our <laughs> underarm hair on. I mean, you know, it's it's really fun because I think what we we end up like making weird contacts with people and saying, "Hey, um, is it okay if I play a recorder dressed as a fairy in an elevator?" <laughs> is it okay? That's where you work. You, yeah. Yes. Well, because we are in northern Colorado, how many buildings in in our area have elevators. Not very many. Not very many. So the uh, school I worked at uh, had an elevator and I was like, all right, I'm just going to dress like a wood nymph here and have my recorder. And yeah, we also did silent karaoke at that library. We did. (laughs) I didn't see that video. Axl Rose (laughs) singing sweet child of mine silently. You need a slash playing on that. Come on, man. We did. I'm a good slash. We did. You know, what I think what's really fun too, though, is that we get our kids involved, we get our friends and family involved, we try to highlight things that are totally different, and we access people that, you know, like a government official or a celebrity or somebody. A lot of them involve Congress people. I wish, I wish I would have had enough guts. Um, I have social anxiety, so this, and I also didn't know if it was appropriate because they were at my work at the time, but uh, Corey Gardner and... um, Bennett. Why, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Thank you. Why did I not think of his yeah. first name? It, just... it is a politics podcast, so yes. we probably better get those names right. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, that we needed to put an oversized shirt on a Republican and a Democrat, and it was my get along shirt. And I really wanted to do it. Why didn't you? I have the get along shirt that has know. the Eagles on it? Why I did, would have done it. Why didn't you tell us about that? I will, you both have been on the team. I know. Jen would have come right over in her get along yeah, shirt. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I know. I'm disappointed. That's the one I would have loved to go back. There's a and fail. Do. There's that, a fail. There thing. is a fail. Okay, so that one you would love to go back and do or complete entirety, right? Mm-hmm. Mary, which one would you have loved not to fail at? The water shoes. I we think the were water shoes were soaked. so close. I, we were soaked. I was exhausted. We'd been in and out of that water for hours at that point. No, mm-hmm. it's true. And then all the while, you need to know that we're doing like 15 projects all at once. So our kids are working oh, on stuff. Yes. We're working on things. Our teams all across, I mean, the country at this point. So we had some in other countries, and there are people all over the planet that participate in this this entire thing. So it's pretty cool. Now, the get-along shirt, the water shoes, what else? What was the one that you wanted to do? Oh, I had to think for a minute. Because there's not really ones that you fail, fail. Like, there are ones that you would want to redo and do better. I think the water shoes is, like, the only one that we really attempted Ooh, my engineering skills were and so just bad could not um but we can 
no matter what your capacity is, if you've checked the boxes, yeah. you have completed it. Um, so maybe what's our favorite? Well, I can tell you one of my vi- favorite visual ones was the one that one of our teammates did was the, the B bar. Oh yeah. That yeah. One was the Airbnb. So, well, there was the Airbnb ad and then there was the Vibe. Yes. The Vibe bar. Remember that one where she took, it was like, it was like a diorama. Oh my gosh, but she did it so expertly. It looked like you were walking into a little bar full of bees. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, she had the VIB lounge. <laughs> oh, it was hysterical. Well, one year we planted echinacea plants with the girls, our and girls dressed, dressed as bees. As bumblebees. I was so stinking cute. Um, the other thing I want to mention, um, so of course we always play in it to win it. But there's two categories. So the category is in it to win it or just for fun. Is mm-hmm. that the other one? Yeah. So, you know, your registration fee is going to go towards whatever cause it is like the Ukrainian crisis this year. Um, but it goes towards whatever cause that we're going for that year. And so you can either do it just for fun or you can do it in it to win it to win the trip. And we don't know what the trip is this year. It's a surprise. But your entire team gets to go on this trip with Misha Collins and have, what is, how long is the trip to? It's like 10 days. Yeah. Like a 10 day trip. So, uh, renew your passports. Um, (laughs) right. So I'm good till 2027. Yeah. I'm good to go. Uh, we also, uh, there's there's the yearbook too. That's the other goal that we always try to hit yes. the yearbook with one of our epic photographs or the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame for for real or they, the montage video that they mm-hmm. do at the end. I love the montage. We video. We just want recognition, people, <laughs> <laughs> for so all of ridiculous hard work. Talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> well, one of the one of the things though is that it is there sometimes, and like you mentioned earlier, there is some competitiveness to this. I mean, with three hundred and seventy five thousand people across the planet competing this every year, there are some teams that are very hard to get on and you can read about them. Actually it's on Facebook in the, in the Gish bunker where everybody is talking about how to successfully submit your items so that you could potentially win. What are some of the tips that we've learned? Good lighting in your pictures, good um, resolution. They can't, you know, you can't publish something in a yearbook publication if it's not a good quality photo. True. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to have a professional grade camera. It's just no. kind of learning those tricks. Well, and our phone cameras are great now for the most part. So it's really about learning that lighting, learning that angle, um, and, and getting that. And that would help more with the yearbook, but with, with winning, it's not necessarily how many items you complete. It can be how well you complete it. There's that. I think there's only been a handful of teams that have completed every item on the list. It, almost has to be an international team because there's always international items. I think it's easier now that because of the COVID because they've done fewer and fewer, most ridiculous things. The, I think the year that they, the first year that all of them were completed was the year um, was 2020 when we were all home because they were simplified. Yeah. Cause you couldn't, I mean, it wasn't something Safe. that, yeah, I, I think one of my favorites that we did that year though, was the, the drone drop. Yes. Yeah. So I took a drone from the outskirts of your neighborhood and dropped you a note. Yep. About how much we missed each other. About how much we missed each other. What's the camera on it? I loved the, of that year, I loved the, um, setting up the screen and with a bullhorn and reading a book for the kids. So for the neighborhood. That was so so fun. fun. Those kids were so excited too. We just had to kind of yell like, Hey kids, I'm going to read a book. I know. I totally (laughs) put it on our uh, neighborhood Facebook page. Hey, come on by at nine o'clock and we're going to read stories to the kids in my driveway. And we had a whole pile of kids show up. It was awesome. It was awesome. So one of the fun things I think about this scavenger hunt though, is you go the entire week and we're not allowed to share any of our submissions. Not really. We're not really. You can't, unless it's a specific specific social media item. All the rest of it has to be secret. Well, and what's fun about that is that we're running around doing all these crazy things and we're allowed to say it's gish, but they don't really know what that is. And so we're doing all these crazy things. You've been informed. Yeah. If you see us running around, you now know what we're doing. Exactly. No, it's a blast though. And I, 
leapfrogging across Fourth Street as dressed as donkeys and butterflies. You, you can say that the the mascot is called um, an ass butt. So that it was year. a donkey and a butterfly. This year, it's the chillax. Chillax. The chill. The, or is it just chillax? It's just the chillax because it's an axolotl and a, and a chinchilla. chinchilla and a chinchilla combined. So they always use some wacky little. And and what's really fun too is then people then start creating their own versions of the mascots and. You'll recognize a gisher out there if they have a a, a, a screwce, which, which is, is squirrel moose, yeah, or a porky panda. Porky panda. I shaved oh, that into Alex's Impossible. Chest. What was the bee cat? Beeline. The beeline. The beeline was so cute. I loved it. Um, I mean, but truthfully, all of this really is in the name of charity and really reaching. So, in a pure and true gish fashion. We've had technical difficulties, and our lovely equipment did not record the last five minutes of our show yesterday. So we are minus our transplant, but we have both of our natives, three of our natives. Alex is back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to indeed. Finish out this podcast with uh, me and Steph. Yes. Yes. There you go. Uh, yeah. You guys are crazy. Just figured I'd put it out there. I mean, you, to know us is to love us. Indeed. So yes, Gish, if you're looking for something entertaining to do, you aren't heading to Sturgis or something of that sort, starting on June 30th is July when, 30th. sorry, yes, July 30th is when the greatest international scavenger hunt starts and kicks off for ass butt season or whatever. No, it's relax. <laughs> this time. Fair enough. Fair enough. As you can tell, I, I know a little bit about it because this takes over our house and your, our friends' houses for a solid week out of the year. Uh, and I try to avoid it. <laughs> My husband goes camping. <laughs> it is a true story. Uh, so the website is gish.com. Um, you can sign up, uh, if you want to email the podcast to join our team. Jen is checking all of that this week. The Absolutely. email address is the native dot the transplant at gmail.com. Again, the native dot the transplant at gmail.com. We'd love to have you, whether you're creative or not, just uh, come be a weirdo with us. And you can even find your inner weirdo. Come find your inner weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, as always, I'm your native, Alex Johnson. And Jen Bryant signed off last night. She is, of course, our transplant. Well, we appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.